you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Jackson steps up, fires, touchdown! Lamar Jackson midfield and going, one man to beat, 10, 5, touchdown! Back of the end zone, Duvernay makes the catch! Lamar sends them flying for the exits in Foxborough. Hit my line, it's that time, this ain't sound, it's a vibe, we was down, we survived, peep us now, we all right. An amazing athlete to watch play football, Lamar Jackson. He is a topic in the NFL today. A lot of days right now. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City, Tuesday, March 7th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. Kyle Brandt here as well, fresh off vacation, Kyle. Cameron Wolf at the breakfast table this week, as is Green Bay Packers running back Aaron Jones. What up? You look good. He looks great. Aaron's been with us all the first hour, and you had to answer a lot of Rodgers' questions. You feeling good about your take, about everything you said about your guy? I am. Good. Let me clarify. He's a Packer. (laughs) Packer for life? Packer for life. There we go. I just keep saying it. It's a manifestation, Manifestation. Let's go. Um... Lamar Jackson, you watch highlights like that. You love watching that guy play quarterback? I love it. Uh, I mean, I feel like he's definitely changed the game at that position. You see yeah. uh, so much more quarterbacks now running the ball. Yep. Um, I feel like before it used to be this is like our franchise quarterback. We don't want him to, out there running the ball yeah. and taking hits. And yeah. uh, you see how he ex- extends plays, and you always have a chance with him. Uh, and you always have a chance to win with him in the game. Absolutely. Well, whether or not he is the Ravens franchise quarterback, that is the question. Uh, Ian Rapport joining us now, our NFL Network insider, to talk not only Lamar Jackson, but just a franchise tag deadline that happens later on today at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Lamar, will he get the tag? What kind of tag is it? Daniel Jones, 
Got a lot of big names on that list today. We'll start with Daniel Jones because all eyes are there with the New York Giants. His agents have been meeting with the Giants. It feels like round the clock for about over the course of the last week. Deep into the night, these talks continued. I'm told it got a little tense. Tensions boiled over, but they continued talking. And when you look at the scope of negotiations, you look at where things stand, the fact that the two sides are keeping talking means there is some optimism there that Daniel Jones gets a long-term deal done. I would expect that number to start with a 4 If a deal ends up getting done, they are not there yet, but certainly that is the focus this morning. 4 p.m. is the deadline, and there are added benefits to locking up Daniel Jones long-term, besides the fact that you just lock up Daniel Jones long-term. Then they have the franchise tag available. Teams just get one to use on running back Saquon Barkley. Meanwhile, the Baltimore Ravens are trying to do that with Lamar Jackson. Just does not seem like Jackson personally has engaged in the conversation. He is representing himself. He's had these conversations one-on-one with Eric DaCosta. They've made a variety of different offers, try to get done, done a couple different ways. It simply has not happened. Lamar Jackson going to get the tag today. Just a matter of is it the exclusive tag or the non-exclusive tag. And depending on which one it is, you'll be able to find out real quick what kind of teams are going to give up two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson if they want him in whatever color jersey they may have. Maybe it's green. I don't know. There's a lot of teams that we could see come bubble up to the surface for Lamar Jackson. Thank you so much, Ian Rapport. Talk to you in a little bit. He was just mentioning the 4 p.m. Eastern trade deadline cut off. The clock is ticking just hours away before you will find out whether your guy and your team is with you one more year under the elusive franchise tag. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed money, but it does just kind of lean into the conversation of, you know, is this a franchise guy or do they just want to see you for one more year? Lamar Jackson at the top of the list right now for the Ravens and how they handle this situation, whether or not he gets the franchise tag moving forward. Kyle, what do you think about this again? Mm-hmm. Do, you know what a, uh, do you know what a promise ring is? Yeah. <laughs> some people don't like it as much as Jamie just reacted to it. <laughs> I think it's, I think some, it's cute, like isn't the it? Jonas cute, right? Cute's a good word. Yeah. It's it's Yeah, right. It's it's a little high school. It's a little college. Yeah. I think Jamie's either either gotten one or given one. Hey, I, what? Just based on your reaction, Jamie, you're flushed right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> All I said was promise ring. I'm trying to talk about Lamar. You asked me, and I think I think it's a sweet gesture for some people who believe in that. So that's why I had such a yeah, I had a it's nice a response to it. You know, but I think that's perfect. I think it is a sweet gesture. Yeah. It also can be a very patronizing gesture. A promise <laughs> ring is uh, will you marry me someday? Not now. Like this is a this is like basically putting you on hold for a little while, while either maybe I make some money, or more likely I just make up my mind about whether I really want to marry you. The franchise tag is a promise ring. It's, it's a promise ring. It's saying we are so in like with you, Lamar. Like don't go anywhere. And it's a promise ring that you have to put on that is binding that you can't really say no to. If they tag Lamar. Then it's on. Because we don't know a lot of things about Lamar in this. It's a very enigmatic situation. There's so much mystery. Here's what we know damn well. Lamar has strong conviction in whatever it is he's standing for. Or they would have had a contract six months ago, 12 months ago. He's not bending or anything. So if the Ravens say, fine, your franchise tag, you have to play with us next year. I think you look at the whole WW3 uh, training camp holdout. I'm not showing up. Camp resumes without Lamar. Snoop Huntley's playing quarter. We don't know what we are as an organization, where we're going. I can't possibly imagine him saying, all right, well, I've been holding out for a year for this contract, but you tagged me, so I'll just play into that. It's not going to happen. My question is, if they do the non-exclusive today, 
Where are the suitors coming from Lamar? They can talk to him. They can negotiate with him. Are they going to just jump right in and be like, that deal you wanted for a year from the Ravens? We'll give you that because they won't. Because it's going to be something outlandish. Because whatever it is, I'm sure, is massive and outlandish. And he won't. And the Ravens won't offer it to him. If they would have, if the, there would have been a great table on the offer from another team, the Ravens would have already given it to him. It's been so long. So, mm. they, well, well, you, know you think saying? he deserves to be paid like a top, a top five quarterback? Yeah. Top five, yes. Fully guaranteed, most uh, highest paid of all time, Deshaun Watson nonsense. No, and I think that's why we're here. But that he but, shouldn't be punished because because the Browns did something that ruined the quarterback market. Yeah. I think he's holding firm because the standard has been set. Whatever the you think is. about the market is what it is. Yeah. It's what was yesterday's given. price yeah. is not today's price. Hey, <laughs> um, Lamar has been very strong on this, and I think that if he doesn't put that promise ring on, <laughs> if he holds out, if he has some disdain, which would not surprise me about this offseason. It's going to be interesting to see how the Ravens react, what the narrative is, because like you said, Lamar has not been very public in this situation. And I'm going to use that ring comparison because I feel like there needs to be some couples therapy here. I don't know who has to bend, but in every relationship, you have to bend at some point. And I think that it's at this point on the team to bend a bit. Right now, we're seeing the team say, hey, we're going to put the tag on them. Lamar's not doing this. Lamar's not doing that. If you really love someone, you bend for them. <laughs> I'm married. Free. I, I, yeah. I bend, you know, on things that I think I'm right about. And so the team may feel like they're right about this. But if you truly care about Lamar and you really want to be committed to them, maybe it's not the full Deshaun number. But I think there's a way you can make him happy if you truly believe in him. And I think that's what this offseason is going to show how much they are truly committed mm. to him. Because there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that people haven't talked about, that that relationship is getting rockier and rockier. And we've seen some elements, whether it's on the on the uh, injury front, where there's comments on both sides about how serious the injury was, how mm-hmm. the rehab was. Uh, or we see a receiver like Rashad Bateman coming out and questioning the general manager, general manager Eric DaCosta, about how he's responded about the receiver position, how they're taking about Lamar. Everybody is watching how the Ravens respond to the Lamar situation. I think it's going to control how this organization moves going forward. Mm. What do you think? Uh, I feel like giving man his money. Yeah. <laughs> he's earned it. Uh, he deserves it. But also, uh, I feel like he's done it with little help at times mm. there. And uh, he's still found ways, found ways to win. Uh, so I feel like commit to him and get, get him some more help there. Yeah. Uh, they have some good pieces there already, but get him some more help in. Uh, I don't think they'll regret it. Yeah, I think Jason McCourty sits in that chair normally, and I've officially gone to the Jason McCourty School of Thought, which is pay the man his money. And it's not his fault that the Ravens waited for the market to reset because, once again, I go back to March 22nd of last year when the Browns decided to reset the quarterback market. The Ravens, that's on you for deciding to pick up his fifth-year option and not giving him a deal anytime you wanted to before that. That's on you, the fact that you have been all talk and no action when it comes to paying this man his money. Kyle, to your point, if he does get the non-exclusive tag and other teams, I think Cam brought up the Falcons. I think there are teams that would come to the table with that number. The number is very well known. The guaranteed money is very well known. There are plenty of teams desperate enough and with enough wiggle room. The, I was listening to something the other day. The Falcons almost have a problem with how much money they have to spend yeah. in terms of cap space. 
I'm sure they would be thrilled to do that. So the Ravens, I think it's annoying how much they're talking about their love for Lamar Jackson and they can't get off and pay him something. And it's tough as a player because you they say know your worth. Yes. And I so I feel him. He knows his worth and he he's not going to take any anything less than what he's worth. And like you said, March 22nd of last year they had or all the way up until mm-hmm. then they had a chance. But even if they do tag him, they still have. Time to yeah. get a get a contract done. So and not only has his play on the field been pristine, his he's been a model citizen for yeah. the city of Baltimore yeah, and the fans. Sure. And the Ravens are risking, I think, people like the division of the sea here. They're starting to, I think, fall more on the wayside of like if you let Lamar walk, that is just an indictment I think on the, the Ravens fans will be absolutely about that. And, and not un, and not go ahead, go ahead Kyle. Let's try this into you. Let's say, Aaron, that they say, you know what? We tap. You win. We're going to give you the everything. We're going to give you 50-some, close to 60 million bucks a year. Doesn't it become wildly difficult for the Ravens to then win a Super Bowl? Look at your own experience. Let's call it what it is. A-Rod's made a lot of money. A lot of money. And he deserved every penny of it. Does it not prohibit adding other pieces, adding free agents, adding pieces that can help you win a Super Bowl. People bring up the Brady example all the time. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, no. Since I've been there in Green Bay, we've, we've bought in guys, and uh, guys who've ma- made a huge difference from Preston Smith to Adrian Amos to Zadarius, uh, guys like that, uh, Adrian Amos that, that we've bought in who's, who've made a difference. And uh, so uh, Jaron Reed, guys like that. So I feel like uh, even – even though you're paying your quarterback that much money, you still have guys who who uh, want to come in and play. And then you have quarterbacks like those. More guys are more likely inclined to, mm-hmm. when they hit free agency, okay, let me go over mm-hmm. here. I know I stand, this guy's a great quarterback. And in this league, you need a great quarterback to stand a chance to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's like the Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady school of thought. Like, they played to a certain standard, and they were being paid whatever they were, very different circumstances. But it's very strange names all of a sudden showing up at those training camps. You're like, wait, that guy's on that team now? And then they end up winning with guys like that. Yeah, uh, obviously the salary cap is something that could be manipulated. And so you make things work when you want to make things work. Big quarterback contract makes you be more creative. Um, But I want to get back a little bit to Lamar. a lot of Ravens fans would be revolt, but also Lamar's become sort of a, a a culture figure for a lot of people. I've been out in areas of Pompano Beach where Lamar's from in mm-hmm. Miami and just seeing how a group of young kids want to be like Lamar because of the style he plays. That's a way that quarterbacks used to not be able to play for a long period of time. And so I think there's an element there, maybe lower on the list, that you have a figure who's transcendent of quarterbacks in this league. There's Mm. no one like Lamar. A whole generation of athletes will grow up playing like Lamar because of that. And I think that is a factor and a part of this. And you've built your offense around him because of that. They're four and eight last two seasons without Lamar in the starting lineup. Mm. And so if you say, hey, we're going to draw a line in the stand or we're not going to give you, you're going to have to redo everything you've built this team for. And the Ravens, as we know it, will not be the same. Mm-hmm. The interesting kind of, I think, uh, safe gap, safeguard the Ravens have now installed is the fact that they have a new offensive coordinator. And they have Todd Munkin there from Georgia. And, like, there could be a ripple effect of, like, what changes is he making, whether or not he has mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. to use within that offense. And if things start to go away from sure. Lamar, they have kind of an excuse to be like, okay, Todd, you can install whatever offense mm-hmm. you please because apparently you're the new look Ravens. And we'll see what he does with it. Yeah. I have one more question for Aaron. A lot of the conversation about Lamar has to do with him not having an agent. 
As a player, you signed a really nice extension with the Packers. I, I imagine you have an agent, do you? Yes, sir, I do. What do you uh, make of that? The guys representing themselves, especially for a contract this big of this stature, could you do it? And what goes into it? I definitely couldn't couldn't have done How it. How come? Uh, Why couldn't you do it? It's just it's a lot of language in it. Uh, some of some of the stuff I didn't understand or it had to be explained to me. So uh, they're sitting, literally sitting there walking me line through line about the contract and the details and everything. And I still felt like I had to take some notes as they're explaining mm-hmm. it to me. So it was just a lot to take in. And uh, so if he's doing it, I hope he has somebody right there with him or mm-hmm. like a lawyer or somebody in his ear helping him because uh, that can be a lot. But uh, at the same time, I do have a teammate, Rashawn Gary, who is his own, his own agent. Uh, so it's cool It's cool to see guys take, take that ownership. But at the same time, it's uh, for me, that would be hard to do that and play football. So. Mm-hmm. You have to do it however you want to handle your business. That's, the, that's their prerogative, absolutely. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. We now welcome to the show a former general manager, assistant general manager, and vice president of player personnel. He won three Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. Now he's our front office analyst for NFL Network. Welcome to the breakfast table, Scott Piola. Hey. Scott, what up, Scott? Good morning, Scott. Good morning, everybody. Cam, oh, I love no. you. Oh, good. Good. Oh, good. good to see oh, you. Oh. oh, we got there you, Scott. Yeah. Woo. I was nervous. <laughs> Scott, what are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson acting as his own agent? I know you've been in a lot of negotiation rooms. Have you seen a situation like this with the player? 
Cam, I have. Actually, it's an, and it's a complicated situation for sure. I listened to you guys talk about it earlier. You all brought up some great points. And, you know, we had this situation with Teddy Bruschi back uh, when I was with the Patriots. And he had earlier had an agent by the name of Brad Blank. And for whatever reason, Teddy decided that he wanted to do one of these his own on his own after he had his stroke. And, again, the circumstances were very different. You know, Teddy was in a situation. He had won several Super Bowls. He was probably more near the end of his career than where Lamar is. But as Teddy and I had those conversations, it was complicated at times because I had to be very careful of my language and the things that I said because I didn't want to unintentionally say something that Teddy would receive wrong. But again, Teddy had such a good relationship, not only with myself, but with Robert and Jonathan Kraft, a great relationship with Bill. He wanted to be there. So some of the dynamics surrounding the negotiation actually made it easier. I don't know fully what the relationship is between Eric DaCosta, Ozzy, and Lamar and, and Coach Harbaugh. So some of those things actually come into play here. But again, what you always have to be careful of is the language that you use, because sometimes in negotiations, you have to say some things to, I don't know, to balance the conversations that may feel unflattering to the player. So this is definitely a sensitive subject. You know, Aaron, I love the point that you brought up before. You know, if he's going to do this, he has to make sure that he has lawyers around to handle the language. Well, I think if Lamar Jackson can sit there and handle a tough conversation, I can't imagine anyone else that could sit in the room and be at the table and deal with that moving forward. So we will all be sitting here with intrigue as we watch that unfold. Let's talk about the draft class, though. Scott, last time you were on the show, we asked you if you thought a stellar performance from the Longhorn, Bijan Robinson, the running back, could flip the script mm. for that position in the draft. Now that you've seen him perform at the Combine over the weekend in Indianapolis, what did you think? Jamie, I think it's definitely going to flip the script for Bijan individually, for sure, and possibly some of the other running backs that also had good combines. And here's the thing with Bijan specifically. He worked out very well. It wasn't rare, but it was very, very good. But most importantly, I think what happens is at the combine, people focus so much on the workouts, they forget the importance of the individual meetings with the teams. I had a chance to visit with Bijan while I was out there. And then I also talked to some folks that had interviews with him. And they were all very much like me, completely blown away at the man that Bijan is. He is a championship player. He is the kind of person that you can win championships. With. So I think what he did there this week at the Combine in terms of his workout, but also his meetings with teams, he certainly helped himself and her, helped the running, class, running back class for sure. Uh, Zay Flowers from Boston College is one of the top rated receivers in the draft. What do you think of, of mm. his workout at the Combine? Yeah, I got to tell you, Aaron. So for, let me give a little history real quick before I talk about his workout. Okay. There's only been four Boston College receivers that have been drafted in the NFL since 1936. The last one was Kelvin Bryant, who wasn't drafted, who was drafted in 1987. So it has been a long time since there's been a draft pick at the wide receiver position for Boston College. Zay Flowers had a very, very good workout. I think he ran faster than people thought he was going to run. He didn't have one of those crazy 4-2 times, but it was a very, very good time. I think the other thing that we got to see at his workout was his change of direction, his quickness. And again, you have to look at the fact that he has been an inside receiver, an outside receiver, and a returner. He did punt returns not only at Boston College, but at the East-West game. So he has this position flexibility, and he is going to find himself 
you know, at the game every week because of the number of things that he could do on the field. Had a terrific workout, but again, here's another player who really helped himself with his interviews. I think people got to know more about Zay because the Boston College receivers, again, are usually off the radar. But here's a guy who did the right thing. He had a chance to transfer to another school, make a lot of NIL money, but he wanted to stay at Boston College and finish the deal. He's the 14th child of 14, and this guy knows how to work and how to fight. So to me, Zay Flowers really helped himself quite a bit this past week at the Combine. Zay Flowers, great story, Scott. An interesting one, and we'll go to Calvin Ridley. A great-looking young Falcons receiver, mm. suspended for a year for violating the league's gambling policy, during which time he is traded to the Jaguars. Now, he is a Jaguar. He's got a Doug Peterson Jaguar. Scott, how do you put the pieces back together on this, and how do the Jaguars and their front office go about incorporating Ridley into this franchise and onto the field? Kyle, I think this is going to be a pretty easy one, quite honestly. I know Calvin. I was there when we drafted him at the Atlanta Falcons, and I love this young man. He is such a good person and a good player. So I really think that the Jaguars got a complete steal here. They don't have to do much to get him ready. All he needs to, all he needs to do is show up and start working with Trevor Lawrence, get himself integrated into that locker room, which won't be difficult because of the person he is, because of the worker he is. And this is going to end up being a steal, I believe. But I also want to go back to go back to him as a person. And again, I got to know him. And what I really loved about his reinstatement was that he came out and he owned the mistake that he made. And and Brian Stevenson, who's one of our country's leading civil rights leader, has this line where he says, each of us is so much more than the worst thing that we've done. And I really believe in that statement. And if if this is the worst thing that Calvin Ridley has done in his life, I'm so thankful that he owned it he knows it he's going to come back and i think he's not only going to be good for the jaguars i think the calvin ridley story and the human being is so good for the national football league so i can't wait to see calvin and wish him all the best you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on top of that. that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. (laughs) I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? (laughs) Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C Y M B I O T I K A. Running backs, uh, the position's a fascinating one when you consider where teams draft that position, what they need in terms of how running back and their style play and how they fit within your offense. Uh, $10.1 million is the franchise tag. That means the top five pay for that position across the league. The NFL running back position, Aaron, is it being disrespected, do you think, with all these franchise tags going around? In my honest opinion, I think it is. uh, our cap is, even with the cap being 10.1, it's the lowest at any position. Yep. Uh, we do so much on the field. I, I feel like we're one of the most versatile positions. You've got to know the pass protection with, the, with everything that the offensive line knows. In, in the run game as well, you've got to know the O-line calls. Uh, you've got to know the concepts, the passing concepts from out wide or in the backfield. And then pass protection. You got to be able to protect the quarterback. So I just feel like there's so much you have to do on the field and, and run the ball. Mm. I forgot that. Casual. A casual. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to do so much on on the field. I think the only person who knows more is honestly the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, I if you type Aaron Jones into the gift search on social media, the first gift that comes up is you literally waving at the Cowboys as you're against <laughs> them. I bring it up because the Cowboys are in the news. We just talked about Tony Pollard. What do you make of them? Tony Pollard franchise tag is about $10 million. Ezekiel Elliott makes a ton of money, long-term contract. When you see that, Tony Pollard, great young player, franchise tag. How does that make you feel? Um, it, it hurts, you know, a little bit. Does it? For Tony Pollard, you, he, he deserves to get paid. That's why I'm glad he's getting the 10.1, but you, you would love to see it in a contract where he gets some of that money up front because he's earned it and he deserves it. He's done the most he could with every opportunity he's gotten, and he made it, he made it hard on them. So as an athlete, I feel like that's what you're supposed to do, make it a hard decision for them. Uh, he just got, it has to keep going, and hopefully, like they said, they can get a deal done for him. It's tough because let's say you're one of these GMs or one of these guys who manages the money, and you look at someone like Saquon or Josh Jacobs, and you're like, all right, well, we like them. We want to have them here. They're going to be really expensive. We could pay them a bunch of money or... Look at these free agent running backs that are just this year, right now. These are not tagged. These are guys, take Saquon out of it. Your guy Jamal is what he made last year, 3-8. A lot of production. David Montgomery, really hard runner. Devin Singletary. You go all the way down to Raheem Mostert, Alexander Madison. These are good, good players for very affordable prices. So you're like, do I want to pay Saquon all that money? Or maybe I'll bring in Damian Harris for like a fraction of it and we'll move the change the same way. That's the disrespect is that the famous guys, and even never mind famous, just productive guys don't get the big contracts because frankly, there's cheap labor sitting there to bring it in and maybe give even similar results. It's tough, man. Right. Uh, yeah, similar results, but not the same. I feel like there's a difference between good, great, and elite. Yeah. Uh, and some of these guys, that's what you're getting. You're getting an elite back who can change the dynamic of your team, not just in catching, not just in running the ball, but catching the ball and pass protection. Guys who never have to come off the field, things like that. Speaking of elite, we have an elite running back here. You've we been do. One of the most productive running backs Appreciate in the league. That. And when I hear this topic, I think of your situation. You know, you just had a career high in rushing, played all 17 games, your third thousand yard season mm. in the last four years. Mm. You know, these are Tell accolades, it, right? Oh, these are years. Yes, you were one of the that. best running backs in the game, but yet 
saw a headline earlier this season that you had to take a pay cut. You know, not you know, it's still a raise we, on we what you're making. It. We can quote unquote, <laughs> but because like yeah, like you said, like you said, it's, but what it's other a, position? In the league, you know, now you're set to make 11 million this year. It was supposed to be 16 on paper, but what other position in the league do you have your prime, your peak, and you have to take less because of the supply and demand of the position? Uh, I don't think too many, too many positions. Yeah. Uh, I can recall in Green Bay, I think uh, Randall Cobb took mm-hmm. a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Preston Smith did did as well. Preston, shout out to Preston because sure. that was when I got my second contract when he took one. So nice. You know, he knows that he's my guy forever for that. So, <laughs> but uh, I, I see my teammates do it and how they're not selfish about other guys getting paid and how that can help us. And I so I took that same route and I want to be I want to be in Green Bay. Uh, I love that team. Uh, lo- love my teammates. Love the coaching staff. Everything about it, and, and the fans. We got the best fans. So yeah. I, I didn't want to go anywhere. But like you said, uh, to me, it's not a pay cut. I never made 16 million. This is the most I've ever will ever not will ever make, but the most I've made so far up mm-hmm. to now. But like you said, it's a, it is a position that you see probably take the most pay cuts. Absolutely, and and you mentioned it earlier. You guys touch the pass game. Uh, as pass blockers, run blocking, and as, you know, receivers. And so you see it even in the coaching realms. I talked to a lot of running back coaches. That's the hardest position to be able to advance mm. to an offensive coordinator or a head coach position. And so it seems overall maybe you don't get enough credit for the intelligence and the importance you guys have on the game. And maybe as that position gets more and more devalued, younger kids don't play that position. Right. And it comes a cycle. And maybe eventually the next generation, the running back position will be back in demand. Who knows? Well, Go ahead. I'm sorry. And that's what I'm hoping that the the value of the running back position comes back up. And even with me taking that pay cut, I'm I'm still, as as of right now, the second highest paid Mm -hmm. back on a per year Mm -hmm. basis with Christian McCaffrey. uh, Sorry, Christian McCaffrey being number one. But I just hope the value does come back. You just hate to see it because it's an indictment on the longevity of the position. Because of everything that you guys have to do, it's just the careers are so much shorter, which is really hard to watch because it's some of your favorite guys in the league. Let me ask you about the the brotherhood of the position, though, because you see that graphic with a Damian Harris or an Alexander Madison, and they're paid well, not the Patriots as much, but Madison's pacing Dalvin Cook and what he's doing for the Vikings. When rookies come in, when you see them perform at the Combine, is there division amongst running backs? Like you kind of look at a younger guy and you're like, oh, you're bothering me because I know you're nipping at my heels. Or are you trying to come together and be like, let's go. Let's try to make our value greater. It's like a fraternity. You guys yeah. all come together and you guys support each other. You guys want to see each other win. And that's the great thing about football is it's one big brotherhood. Uh, and that's that's the fun thing about it. So it's, it's of course you. At the end of the day, you want to be the best, and you and you want to go out on top. But in the midst of that, you make lifelong brothers that you get to compete against. Mm-hmm. And I feel like iron sharpens iron. And Aaron, you had your own situation. They, a few years ago, the Packers drafted AJ Dillon, mm-hmm. and you could have let that bother you. You still balled out. What was the dynamic of that relationship, and maybe how you guys, you know, became a tandem that. Work so, well together. So I, I I got to learn to work with other backs, and me and Jamal when we were first there, and mm-hmm. AJ came in, uh, and me and me and Jamal's fourth year, so he got to see kind of our dynamic and how we weren't compete. We 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 are competing against each other, but at the same time, we're here to make each other better, bring out the best in each other, and when you go make a play. Now he's going to come to the sideline and turn me up after he makes a play. And he's like, what you going to do? Now you got to go make a play. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So when it, it came natural for me and AJ, just I feel like because he's seen that and then just the kind of person that AJ is, he's a, a great human being. And like I said, we have both the same vision. We want to see each other win and succeed on and off the field because mm-hmm. we know it, 
it, it's only going to help each other. So. We saw that this year in Dallas. You know, Zeke was out a couple of games, and Tony Pollard, like, he's thrilled for him when he paces off a couple of runs. Kyle, does the Cowboys running back situation make you frustrated this mm-hmm. offseason because you want more for Tony Pollard, or is it because you just don't like how the money is being spent with Ezekiel Elliott? Well, it's a great question because it's exactly what we're talking about. Do you extend these running backs? Ezekiel Elliott, if you go back several years, held out. He was in Mexico. He was not coming to any of the exercises, and he wanted to be paid, and they weren't going to pay him. And then the Jones boys finally just broke and said, you know what, we want you here. You jumped in a kettle once, and you're really good running backs. So we're going to spend you a ton of money And that contract has not aged well. And if you watch them, so never mind that. We've spent enough time on that. When you look at a Josh Jacobs now, let's pay him because he led the league in rushing. He's a Raiders. You know, I turned on the Super Bowl, and there's this rookie from the seventh round doing a dance in the end zone making peanuts, Isaiah Pacheco. Mm -hmm. We got the fifth rounders coming out of UTEP, showing up, making plays. Like, it's cheap, guys. And I'm not saying it's right. It's my favorite position in the game. I love running backs. But the game's changed. You get cheap ones, you get rookies, you get... And it's the days of, well, I led the league in Russian, so I'm going to name my price. Emmett Smith is not walking through that door anymore. It's tough. And there's only a few. It's you, it's Christian, and it's Derek. And, like, unless you have a real special anomaly, there's another guy who's going to do it for one-eighth of the price and price and probably do it pretty well. It's tough. And sadly, no longer are... Like, the Titans are reportedly shopping Derrick Henry. So yes. now it's like they don't even want to make him like the namesake of their offense anymore if that's what we're hearing and if that's going to pan out that way. It's interesting to have heard that name. You see that Bijan out there? He can I run. Yep. Cheap. Well, I think it helps to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield too. Yeah. The, more, the more you can do, the more value you bring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.